Turn with me this morning to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter number 14. And today uh, the word is, He will lift you up. He will lift you up. Matthew chapter 14, meaning Jesus. Matthew chapter 14, and we'll start at verse 22 to verse 33. I just want to read that to you, and then we'll go back and we'll go into the word of the Lord this morning. Matthew chapter 14, starting at verse 22. And immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And after he had sent the multitudes away, he went up to the mountain by himself to pray. And when it was evening, he was there alone. But the boat was already many stadia away from the land, battered by the waves. For the wind was contrary, and in the fourth watch of the night he came to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were frightened, saying, Is it a ghost? And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, Take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, Command me to come to you on the water. And he said, Come. And Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came toward Jesus. But seeing the wind, he became afraid and began to sink. He cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand, took hold of him, and said to him, O oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind stopped. And those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, You are certainly God's Son. Hallelujah. 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 He is the Son of God. Hallelujah. Verse 22. And immediately he made the disciples get into the boat. The disciples, a disciple is one who follows by choice, willingly follows someone uh, or something. Usually it's someone, a disciple, is, some, is, a, is really is a learner under discipline, wanting willingly to follow someone. The disciples chose to follow Jesus. They, fought, they chose to have Jesus teach them. And they began to listen to Jesus, and they trusted him. They believed on his word. You know, following someone is a very important uh, thing at play in each of our lives. If we follow someone who is not focused on following or walking with the Lord, not focused on the, the higher call of Christ, God and Christ Jesus, we can follow someone who can lead us to crash. You, you all know on the news, the Italian liner that, that uh, for whatever reason, crashed into the rocks, carrying a lot of people. That captain was responsible for that boat, and he brought that boat to a place where it should not have been. It crashed, and his choice and decision did not only affect him, but it affected multitudes of people and their families, far-reaching. So who you follow matters. When we follow Jesus, Jesus will never run us ashore, never run us aground, 
he will never be like the captain of the Titanic or the captain of the Italian vessel. He'll never run you into a rock where you can crash and come in danger of dying. Jesus, when you follow Jesus, you are safe and secure. Hallelujah. Following someone other than Jesus, you can wind up, as the Bible says, in making shipwreck of your faith. We don't want to make shipwreck of our faith, do we? We want to go from faith to faith, from glory to glory, don't we? We want to be built up in our most holy faith. So they were following Jesus. They trusted Jesus. How many of you trust Jesus? They said, Lord, we're trusting you. Tell us what to do. Teach us. Guide us. You're our shepherd. Lead us on. Jesus says, get into the boat. Well, if Jesus told you to do something, and they he told them, get into the boat, and you're going to get into the boat, and you're going to be happy, aren't you? Whoa, Jesus told me to get into the boat. And I'm sure they were telling each other, hey, man, we're, we're, uh, Jesus told us to get into this boat, right? I'm sure that they were, they were, they were, they were just so happy as can be that Jesus told them to get into the boat. Jesus was going to do something wonderful because he told them to get into the boat, right? Jesus wouldn't have put them into a boat for anything but good. You think so? You think Jesus had evil intentions? No, because God never has evil intentions. The devil has evil intentions, but God's intentions for you are nothing but good. God is looking to build us up, to grow us, to strengthen us, to do work good out of everything. So when Jesus says, get into the boat, he's alpha and omega, first and the last. He's the beginning and the end, right? He knows all things. Not, how many of you know nothing surprises God? God is not taken by surprise at, whoa, I didn't know that was going to happen. Oh, where did that come from? That never happens to God. It happens to us, but it doesn't happen to God. And so God says, get into the boat, guys. And they were happy. And they were smiling. And they were saying, yeah, we're going on a cruise, baby. You know, we're, come on, if God put you in a boat, where do you think... You don't tell me you don't think that you would be going sightseeing and, and see some beautiful islands and whatever, right? But God, Jesus, put them into the boat, and he says, I want you to, um, you guys sail over to the other side. I'll meet you there later, right? That's what he says. And so what happens, you know the, you, you know the story here as you read it on. It says, he went up to the mountain and he began to pray. You think Jesus was praying uh, uh, just for himself? Jesus was praying for everyone in that boat. Jesus, was, Jesus is, is our, our high priest, isn't he? He intercedes for every individual. He knows you by name, and Jesus is praying for you. He's praying for your faith, above all things, that your faith fail not. Because faith, without faith, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Amen? And so Jesus went up, and he was praying, and the boat was going uh, farther out and farther out. And Jesus put them in that boat. <laughs> Jesus put them in the boat. And what happens? Now a storm comes and the boat starts to rock. The waves are getting high and dangerous and threatening, right? And, but Jesus put them in that boat. And what do you think is going through their minds now? Are you sure that was Jesus who told us to get into this boat? 
Huh? Did you, are you sure you heard from Jesus to get into this boat? I don't know, because look at the way, look at the storms. When things, when you know that Jesus has called you to do something or to, or to go somewhere or to do something, it's great when you first get that call. It's first when Jesus, when God shows you something that this is what I want you to do. And you're certain, you know, you heard the voice of Jesus. Isn't that wonderful when you hear the voice of Jesus and you know that he's called you to do something, whatever it might be, you know? I'm not talking about calling you to a worldwide ministry. I'm talking that whatever God has called you to do, when you hear the voice of God speaking to you, it's wonderful. And you just feel, wow, the Lord has called me to something. And then you start to, to go out into that, with that boat and all of a sudden things start to get a little rough. And, and tough on the outside, and the waves are coming, and it's threatening. And now they're starting to say, did we really hear the voice of God? How many of you know God, when God speaks to your heart, we should never doubt the call that God has called us to. Amen? I know God has called me here, and I never doubt that call. Even though the waves or whatever come, the boat's rocking maybe, but I don't care because I know Jesus called me. They knew Jesus called them to get in that boat. And now they're looking at waves that, that can, looking in the natural realm, could overturn that boat, could take their lives, could drown them, could, could damage them, who knows what. But it was in the natural realm, looking at the circumstances in the natural realm, it wasn't too pleasant, was it? But in here they knew, not up here, but in here because up here can change. This can change according to what you see and hear. But when something is in your heart, settled in your heart, then it's harder to change when, when, when you see and hear things. And so they knew in their heart that Jesus called them to stay, get in that boat, and here comes the storm. But you know the story? Jesus walks on the water, and the storm becomes still. He's the stiller of the storms in your life. If you know that Jesus has called you to do something or to go somewhere, whatever it might be, it doesn't matter what storms come. They will come. There will be turmoil that comes and face you. There will be challenges. There will be things that in the natural realm look like, uh-oh, what did I get myself into? Hmm? But do you know that Jesus has called you to do whatever it is he's called you to do? You know Jesus has called you to ministry. Do you know that Jesus has called you to be a youth leader? Do you know that Jesus has called you to, to be a servant, a deacon, whatever it might be? If you know that that's what he called you to do, then do what the Lord has called you to do, regardless of what you see in the natural realm. Because he's a bringer of peace. And to those who us are sailing through life, how many of you know we're sailing through life till we get to the other shore? The shores of the kingdom of God. And God has a boat for us to get in. And the boat that God has for us is not on a sea, but the boat is the church, the body of Christ. And God has put us in here together. He put the disciples together in a boat. And what were they doing? What do we need to do in the boat? We need to encourage one another that yes, the Lord has spoke to us. The Lord has called you to this. Stand fast, stand firm, stand, stand strong in, in, the, in the things. 
And it is in the church where we learn, hopefully, if you're in the right church, you learn to step out in faith. You're, 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 you learn to grow in faith, to step out in faith. And you, you learn to hear the voice of the Lord. When they were in the boat, they knew that that boat was not going to save them from the, from the storm. It could, but they knew their trust wasn't in that boat. If the waves got bigger than the boat, I don't care how good the boat was, it was going over or going down. And so we don't trust in the church to save us. We, we trust in Jesus to save us. And this is what the church teaches, that Jesus is our, is our Savior and our salvation. Therefore, we must reach out to Jesus. What did Peter do? When he stepped out of the boat, who did he reach out to? He stepped out of the boat. He didn't look to the people in the boat to save him. He reached out to Jesus to save him, right? And Jesus immediately reached out his hand. You see, no, when you know that God has called you to do something and it starts getting looking tough and rough, you just got to reach out to Jesus and take the hand who has called you to step out in faith and he will continually uphold you and keep you in a, in a great place. Because that's where Jesus said, when he was walking onto the wave, he said, he said you know, come, come. And when Christ calls you to something and you go and you step out in faith, do you think that the Lord is just going to let you come on your own? When he calls you, he supports you. His hand is there to hold you up no matter what's going on around you, no matter what you see that, that, that brings fear into you, may bring, try to bring fear into your life. But Jesus says, trust me. Step out in faith, walk with me and trust me. Take my hand and trust me. How many of you trust Jesus? I trust Jesus every day, every moment of my life. And who was it that kept Peter from sinking? When he stepped out on the boat, it wasn't the disciples in the boat. They didn't give him some little flotillas to put on his legs so that he could walk. He had nothing on his feet. He didn't have a flotation. He didn't have a rubber ducky. He didn't have anything. All he had was faith in reaching out to Jesus. And that's what we need, just faith to reach out to Jesus to hold us and to keep us. We can't have man-made duckies that we, that we trust to keep us afloat because those things just don't work. But what happens is he reached out to Jesus and he knew that Jesus would support him, uh, keep him from sinking. And Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him. How was Jesus able to uphold him? Because Jesus is the God of glory. He's the God of all power and might. And Jesus upholds you by the power of his, of his, who he is. The power of his right hand upholds you. And no matter what you face in any area of life, whether it be youth ministry, deacon, any time, whatever you do, it is the power of God who called you. The power of God will uphold you and keep you where you need to be so that you can continue to do what needs to be done for the glory of God. And it shows up when we respond to the call of God, the power of God is there to keep us. 
and it helps us. It's the power of God. You see, when Peter was walking on the water and he began to look down, what began to, to fear? You began to grip him. And God said, I have not given you a spirit of fear. I've given you a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. What power did God, what is power? What does it say? I'm not giving you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of, but power. Power for what? Some people think that the power is just to work miracles in the fleshly realm. Well, God is a miracle working God. But the power that God gives us is a power to change our lives inwardly. The power to change our thinking. The power to change the way we respond. The power to change our attitude. The power to change who we, the makeup of, there's nothing greater than God's power changing us inwardly. He can heal your body, but if he doesn't change, if the power of God doesn't change your heart, attitude, and thinking, what good is, is, is getting a limp leg whole if the inside is still in disrepair or disarray? And so the power of God, the greater power of God wants to work inwardly changing the way you trust God, look to God, think about God, the way you respond to God, the way you want to live for God. That is the greatest change that could take place in anyone. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. He saves us from our fears because when Peter stepped out in faith, he began to when he, you know, he, had a, he had a love for Jesus. And when he saw Jesus, he just wanted to go to him. Don't you just want to be with Jesus? Don't you just want to reach out and go, touch Jesus and be with him? And so there was a time when, when Peter got so zealous and so on fire for the Lord, he didn't care about the, the water. He didn't care about the departure from the boat into the water because he said, Lord, if it's you, call me, bid me to come. He wanted Jesus to call him. And Jesus said, come on, come. And he stepped out on the boat. And he was looking, he was looking to the Lord of glory to uphold him. And Peter didn't have to get out of the boat, did he? He could have just said, hey, there's Jesus. Come on, Jesus, come and get us and, and rescue us and, and make us safe and make us do whatever. But he didn't do that. He said, Lord, bid me to come to you. We should be saying, Lord, what is it you want me to do? Call me to yourself. What do you want me to do? You know, sometimes we could say, Lord, this is what I want you to do for me. I want to sit in the boat, and this is what I want you to do. Because here's, this is, do this because this is what I'm comfortable with. And Jesus never wants to do what we're comfortable with. I, I never have I seen Jesus say, well, I'll, if you're comfortable with this, we'll call you. Uh, if you're comfortable with going and preach to the Gentiles, well, then we'll see what we can do. If you're comfortable. That's never what Jesus said. Jesus said, we've got to get uncomfortable. We've got to be, because when we're comfortable, we trust in our own abilities. And we trust in the people around us that we're safe and we're secure. But when I have to step out, on the, out of that comfort zone and say, Lord, what is it you want me to do? And even if it's not comfortable, I'm going to step out in faith because you called me to do it. So we should be praying, Lord Jesus, what is it you called me to do? What is it you want me to do? And so 
God wants us to overcome our fears. And that was the courage that, that Peter showed. You know, he had a choice to make. He could have stood in the boat. He didn't have to get out of the boat. He, but he chose, he said, Lord, if it's you, let me come to you. If you're my Lord and glory, what do you want me to do? Call me, I want to be, I want to come, I want to do what you want me to do. And he stepped out on the boat and went to Jesus. And so sometimes we've got to step out into areas that we're not comfortable with. Areas that we say, I don't know, in the natural, I don't know, but I trust Jesus. I believe he opened the door. You believe Jesus opened the door for you at work? Then Jesus is going to give you what you need to accomplish what you need to accomplish. And it doesn't matter in the natural realm what we have. It matters in the, in the spiritual realm. If Jesus opened and made a way, if Jesus called me to that, he's going to give me and uphold me in all things in what I need to do. I don't need to fear. I need to rejoice. I need to thank God. I need to celebrate and walk with God. You know, fear is, 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 is something that God wants us to overcome in our life. He never wants us to be a people living by fear. So many times the Bible says, fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not. I will uphold you. I will fear not. I will uphold you. Fear not. I will guide you. Fear not, fear not. And so God does not want us to live by fear. He wants us to live by faith, faith in Jesus, faith in the God of glory who has all the power to save us. This is why some women who are in abusive relationships have a fear of doing something different to get out of it. My wife always says that if you always do what you always did, you always get what you always got. And so sometimes there's a fear because you feel that, well, at least I'm safe in my environment. At least I got a home. At least I, at least I, at least I, but you're not happy. You're, 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 you're in chains. You're bound. And so until we get to that place where we could step out, even men, men are saying, well, they're in a job that they don't like. How many times I talk to men? And they say, oh, you know, that job is so miserable, I hate it. Well, what are you doing there? You know, pray, believe God, seek God, and let God show you where, where, where it is. You gotta, we've got to find what it is that God has put within us. What is it makes you happy? What is the joy? What is the gifting and talent that God has put in you? Seek after that, because that's what God has called you to. Seek after those giftings. And so when men can step out and say, you know what? I'm going to step out and trust the Lord. And Lord, I'm just believing you for something better. God can open the door. And so God does not want us to be afraid to do things we've never done before. God does not want us to fear what might happen if we step out in faith and do this. Well, you can, you can conjure up a lot of different things that might happen. But the thing is that if, if I'm going to trust God and step out into something that I believe God is, is, has something better for me, then God will, God will certainly provide it for you. You know, what dreams do you have that you let go because you're afraid to pursue them? When, before we came here, we were in the Poconos, and before the Poconos, I was at my, uh, it's a long story, but I'm just giving you a little capsule. We were at my friend's church in Bloom, Bloomfield, New Jersey. It was a large church, and we were sitting in the front row next to, because we were, you know, pastors and his friends. And the pastor was speaking, 
And God spoke to my heart in that service. And what I heard was launch out into the deep. This is what I heard. Nobody likes to hear launch out into the deep. But it was so clear, and my wife says, what's going on? The Lord is speaking to you, like she could tell. And I said, the Lord is saying, launch out into the deep. And to make a long story short, what it was, is we had looked at some property in the Poconos, and it was 38 acres, and uh, we were, like say, without giving you the whole story, it was, we were looking to launch out in, in, into ministry, and God says, launch out into the deep. And he, we had looked at some property before that, and we were saying, I don't know, I don't know, could we do this, I don't know. And it was, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, but I felt in my heart that, that God was kept me looking at that property and kept bringing that back before me. And God spoke to me and says, launch out into the deep. And that was like God saying, stop the stinking thinking and do what I'm showing you to do and go where I'm telling you to go. And so I said, honey, I says, this is what God has spoken. I know Jesus told me to get into the boat. I know Jesus spoke to me. And we launched out, to make a long story, we launched out and we bought that 38 acres in the Poconos. And it was, if we hadn't launched out into the deep to there, we would not be here. And God worked one thing after another after another. But people said to me in the natural realm, brother, you're crazy. Brother, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if you heard from God. I don't know. Some, not everyone, some. You always get that. I don't care what, you always get the negatives. Always, oh, blah, 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 in the natural, in the natural, in the natural. I don't live in the natural. I live according to the Spirit of God. I listen for the voice of God speaking to my heart. And so when, when I was sure that it was the voice of the Lord speaking to me and guiding me, we launched out into the deep. And God worked, worked things. Not to say it was without, because when you launch out into the deep, there's going to be a lot of, a lot of stuff, and, but God, God has worked and kept us through all things and worked some wonderful things out through the whole process and brought us to a place here called Bloomsburg Community Church as a, as a routing of launching out into the deep. And so why am I here today? Because I know that I heard the voice of the Lord and when we were there, he spoke to me again to launch out, to get back at the pastoring. And so here we are. Why don't I give up? I will never give up because God called me here. And if he called me here, he has a reason and a purpose. Oh, until he tells me otherwise, I'm staying right here. I don't care if we have five. I don't care if we have 50. I don't care if we have 500. If God told me to stay, I'm staying. If God told me to go, I'm going. But God doesn't call you. God doesn't play ping pong with people. God doesn't call you here one day, and if it doesn't look good, well, go somewhere else. Go where it seems looks good or feels good. Or, no, that's not how God operates. God is, gives us and plants us in a place with a purpose and a reason. So I will serve the Lord while I'm here because God called me here. Getting out of the safety net? Yeah, I got out of a safety net and launched out into the deep, came to a place where my trust is in the Lord. 
and over and over again through the times that we've been here, I've seen how God supernaturally supplied our needs for this church, for us personally, and in many other ways. I know that I know that I know that God called us here and wants us here. He continually finds ways and makes ways of provision. So I know this is where God wants me to be. God has something planned. God is the great general. He is the great strategist. He is the he sees the bigger picture, the picture that's greater than we can see, but Lord, here am I. And so we have sometimes, if we don't step out in faith, we miss what God has for us. But Peter had to step out in faith, but he knew who to reach out to. See, and when he reached out to Jesus, Jesus was holding him, wasn't he? But once he took his focus off of Jesus, off of the power of God that was upholding him and looked into the natural realm, fear began to grip him and fear began to sink him. So don't put your eyes on the natural realm. Don't look around naturally and say, oh, well, uh-oh, this, uh-uh, because the natural vision, the natural eyesight will create fear, disillusionment, turmoil, all kinds of stuff, and you're going to go on a spiral downward. But when you keep your focus on Jesus and outreach to him, he holds you up above all the natural things that your eyes see. If we have faith to look to Jesus, everything will be all right. And that's when he said, Jesus, he began to sink. He faltered, didn't he? He began to sink. But did Jesus let him go? Ah, you didn't trust me. Ah, well, you know, just, uh, uh, you know, have a nice time with the fishes. Jesus didn't say that to him, did he? Jesus, when he called out, Jesus immediately got him back up and, and kept him where he needs to be. God never leaves us nor forsakes us. That's the wonders of our God. This is a true, true story. A helicopter pilot, and he wrote this account, and he was, he was flying in air, from an aircraft carrier in the Pacific, and he told this story. He said he was flying a helicopter back to the ship when, when a storm came in, and he could not see where he was going. And when the, one of the scariest things, when you're flying especially, is if a fog comes in and you cannot see where you're going. When you can't see where you're going, when you can't see what's ahead, sometimes it, bring, it can, it has that, that, that potential to bring fear into someone's life. And sometimes when we can't see the road ahead, We've just got to trust Jesus. We cannot let fear grip us if we don't see more than tomorrow, more than today down the road. We've just got to trust Jesus. And so this pilot said he was trained to trust his instrument panel and not go by his feelings. And he says his feelings were telling him that he was flying on his side, but his instrument panel told him that he was correct, he was on the, he was level and in the right place, in the right position, in the right height. But he said he was fighting hard against his feelings, which said, no, your panel's wrong. You better, you better turn the, the, the helicopter this way because you're, you're on your side and you're going to crash. And he says he fought, the, he fought the temptation to trust his feelings above the instrument panels. And finally the fog lifted and he saw that his instrument panel had guided him correctly and properly to safety. 
Had he felt gone with his feelings, he would have crashed, and everyone on that helicopter would have perished with him. You read stories of pilots who get disillusioned or get disoriented. They call it vertigo. They can't determine which way is up or down. And if they don't follow their panels, they can crash into the ocean, into a mountain. Anyway, this is a true story. The pilot said he trusted his instruments and they got him through. And that's why as Christians, we have to trust the word of God to never forsake us. That if we trust God's word, it will guide us through no matter what. If we stand on God's word, his word will see us through. You'll go through the fires and you will not be burned. You go through the waters and you will not be drowned. But if we start living according to our feelings, we can crash our ministry or whatever it is that we're in. We don't live by feeling. God has given us emotions and feelings and they can play a part in certain aspects like praise and worship and stuff. But we don't, we don't follow feelings when it comes to the call of God. Whether you feel good or it doesn't feel good, we know that we've got to be on course with the word of God. This is a light into our, a lamp into, a light into our path, right? A lamp into our feet. Light in, and this is what guides us, is the word of God. It will never fail us. It will never fail us. If you walk according to the word of God, he's not going to let you crash into the sea or into the mountain. God's word will see you through to the, to, the, to the promise of what he's called you through. And so just like Peter, he, had a, he began to sink, but he began to reach out again to the Lord of glory. Hallelujah. And God, you know, I'm not saying that we need to just uh, whatever whim comes to us. We've got to know that God has called us to do what we do to be where we are and once you have that settled in your heart then we don't live by feelings or by sight or by what we see or hear we know this is where you've called me god this is where i'm going to be and this is where i know you're going to blossom me hallelujah praise the lord and so god is that's when we begin to experience the power of god and the wonderful things that god has had does for us he speaks softly into your hearts. God places godly thoughts and desires within you. And when God places something in you, bless him and thank him. And say, yes, Lord, I'm going to do what you called me to do with all diligence and with all excellence and with all faithfulness. And God will bless your life. Brandon, God seen you faithful in many times, in many ways. And it doesn't matter what man sees or how man looks at you. It's how God looks at you. Donna, Michael, it's how God looks at you. Your faithfulness, your commitment to what he's called you to do. And this is where God says, be faithful. Continue to do what I called you to do, and I will bless you. I will prosper you and make you fruitful. We need to please the Lord. Amen? And if we please the Lord, we start to please this way, to those who are godly. Because the ungodly will never be pleased. There are some people, you, you know, you just cannot please everyone. And we're not meant to please everyone. We're meant to please the Lord. And we need to do what God has called us to do. To be honorable in his sight and in his hearing. To do and put our hands to the plow and plow ahead on what God has called you to do. And no matter, things start looking rough. Read, just keep your eyes focused on Jesus, to the one who called you. He has the power to uphold you and to keep you. And Jesus says, take courage.
take courage. Don't be afraid. Take courage. And Peter says, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you. And Jesus said, come. Hallelujah. And they got into the boat, and God saw them safely across to the other side, didn't he? Right? But Peter stepped out of the boat. He, does, he, he had the faith to step out of the boat. There are some people who will never, never want to step out and do anything. Well, you know, I'm just enjoying the ride. But sometimes maybe God wants us to enjoy the ride for a little bit. But then God always wants us to step out, to do something for the Lord. And so praise the Lord. God will lift you up. He will keep you lifted up no matter what you, no matter what you face in life. But if you serve God, the Bible says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And that's why keep looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. The Bible says, Without faith it is impossible to believe God. But those who come to him must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him with faith and faithfulness. Amen.